Welcome back. This is episode three. Today we're talking about losing yourself. So, Carrie. So. How does it happen? How do you lose yourself? Where do you start as a mom and a wife? Like, where do you lose yourself? There's so many different ways that it happens. Like, I don't... I was talking with my friend the other day about this. I don't even know who I am anymore outside of, like, mom. Does that make sense? So right now you don't. Yeah. But that's why you're on kind of, like, your journey, though, right? Right. But I think it just happens because you just get so used to, like, the day-to-day and over being overwhelmed and thinking that you have to do it a certain way, especially, like, the way we were raised. Like, you, you're going to have the church calling. You're going to have the... The house and the wife and or the husband and the dog and the kids, you know what I mean? And this is what it's going to be. And then when it's not that, you just struggle to fight for something that like isn't even really yours or authentic to you. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then you just end up being like, what, who am I? What am I doing? Where, where did I go? Type. Does that make sense? So would you say that you're trying to feel like... Are you trying to figure out who you are within all those things in your life? Like being a mother, being a wife. Right. And then I'm also trying to figure out like... And then how about like, obviously like the church thing, because you brought up the church thing too. Yeah. I don't know how churchy we want to take this podcast. Well, no, I'm not trying to take it to church. No, I don't care. We can take it to church. It's Sunday after all, the days we record. Um... I think for me what's hard is I, I have a 16-year-old and there's a huge shock factor of like in two years she's gone and I'm no longer like mom caretaker of her. And then I have two younger ones. She could live with you until she's like 25 she won't. She's going to break the freaking lock off the door. She kicks it open. Bye, bitches. As soon as she's old enough, she's out. But I start to look and be like, who am I? Who am I going to be once my kids are gone? Does that make sense? I don't want my kids mm-hmm. to leave and me be like, um, what do I do now? Does that make sense? Yeah, like not knowing who you are when right. they leave. But in the middle of it, it's hard to even be... People are like, go take a break. Do something for yourself. But how do you do something for yourself when you don't even know when you've lost yourself? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, so just take five minutes and go do anything that you would like. I'm like, take a crap by myself? That would be cool. Like, that would be my highlight of my week. Without fingers poking underneath the door. Uh, we don't you, yeah. Ask him for a cookie, anything like that. Um, do you think that, do you think that as far as like losing yourself or, or actually let's go back. So to you, like finding something that you want to do for yourself. So you're saying that's hard because you don't know who you are. Uh, yeah. Outside of like being a mom and a housewife, I think it's really hard to find the things that, I guess, bring you peace in the middle of everything else. And I don't have a husband. For those of you who don't know, like, my husband's... I do have a husband. (laughs) He's gone 90% of the time. He travels for work. So it's not like I can be like, honey, you put the kids to bed tonight. I'm going to go for a walk around the block by myself. Right. Because by the time I get the kids to bed, like... I'm walking the kids, I'm walking by myself at midnight and that's not really safe. I should be sleeping too. So 
No, definitely not safe. Yeah. So I think for me, it's just trying to find something that I can do for me that's not going to be interrupted by my children, which sounds selfish because they're my kids and they, and I've got young kids still. Like they depend on me for everything. So, and I get the selfish factor because like I'm trying, like I'm starting to figure out who I am, but I'm still like on that journey. Right. Yeah. So, but there's times that I feel guilty. Like, and that's just me. That's obviously me because of like, I feel like I'm being selfish. Right. Cause I'm taking away time, time away from my kids and from my, you know, from my wife. Right. But I think. Is that, because, do you feel selfish because your wife doesn't get it? Or do you feel selfish because you should be in home? I no, my wife gets it, so she's like way supportive of it, because I mean I finally figured out after thirty plus years that you've got to like love yourself and know who you are in order to really enjoy life and like love others. Right. So. And on that, as you say, you've got to love yourself. I've always had super good self confidence. I love myself. I whatever. And I was reading something the other day, and it was like. Loving yourself is taking care of yourself. And that hit me deep with the whole, like, you got to find shit that you like to do. And that's where I feel lost, is I don't know what I like to do anymore in my free time. Does that make sense? Like hobbies? Or yeah. Like... And I was a mom straight out of high school. So I went from... I never really... Yeah, to like I've... Mom. I've to teen grown, mom. Yeah, to teen mom. You should have been on the first episode. I would have been awesome. I would have broke a, the camera, thrown something at somebody. Um, so I think I've grown into adulthood as like becoming an adult as a mom and a wife. There wasn't like go to college, find what you want to do for your career, party, whatever. Does that make sense? Yeah, no. And I get that. And I think that's like all true and really authentic. And I think for me, the reason why I'm on my journey that I'm, I'm on to find out who I am is because, um, I basically just was on this path of like self-destruction and I never really got a chance to like grow up and realize, I guess drugs kind of helped me back from finding out who I really was because you're in that kind of, I don't know, that drug state where your mind just kind of really does nothing, doesn't really mature, right? Yeah. And so I think, I feel like the reason why like I'm on the journey I'm on now to find myself is because I lost that through my teenage years and even in my early adult years, even if if you want to even call it that. So for me, that's where I think I lost myself is during those times. So right now, uh, like you've found yourself back from drugs, you've got a good job, you've got a wife, you've got the kids. How do you still, do you still feel like you lose parts of you or that there's things that you aren't taking time to do for yourself? Uh, not right now because I feel like I've started making time for those things and it's, it sucks because I know it again, this is where the guilt kicks in is I feel like I'm taking away from my family, but I also know truly if I'm not happy with myself, then my kids are going to sense that they're going to pick up on that eventually. Right. And I don't want them to grow up thinking, oh, my dad's an asshole or an ornery ass. 
because he's not happy. Like my dad, he was really ornery when I was younger and, and like growing up. And it's just because he wasn't happy with some of the situations he was in, not necessarily with me, but with my mother. And, but he's also one of those guys that, you know, you, you made your bed, you lay in it type of guy. Okay, but don't you think that's just how like society and culture for the most part says things are? You, these are the choices you made. You made, you decided to be a stay at home mom, quit your bitching. Yeah, but I also think that we're kind of coming on to this new, I don't want to say generation, but this new way of society where it's okay to like making people realize it's okay to take time out for yourself and find who you are. Cause there's people that there, there's a guy that made a comment and he said, you know, a lot of podcasts just talk about basically how to be selfish and he's missing the whole whole idea of really like improving yourself and finding who you are because, and, and he, he's just a robot basically it's because you don't find a there's no first of all you're not taught to take care of yourself is as a parent no and you're not taught to take care of just certain things in general but also if you're not taught that then yes there's two extremes there's selfish and then there's you're stuck mm-hmm. but it's in finding a good balance between the two when how do you find a balance between the two when one's not even taught? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes total sense, and I think that's the hard part is like teaching yourself how to do it, but also again making the time for it. And I think what it really comes down to is sitting down and trying to plan out your day and trying to find an hour or whatever time you can find to have for yourself in order to find yourself. Or connect again with yourself. Yeah, or connect again so to yourself. So when you you say that you're like working back to like finding yourself and connecting and like taking care of you, mm-hmm. what did it look like recently for you to have lost yourself or to not know who you were? Um, like what was a normal day like when you didn't know who you were? The thoughts you had, the things you went through, all of that. I don't know. The thoughts I had is I was very like, I wouldn't say like, depressed depressed but like a a form of depression kind of confused right not knowing like very unsure of myself so did you so in the book um napoleon hills outwitting the devil Mm -hmm. where he talks about drifting yeah you were just kind of drifting no is that that a good way to no i was totally drifting and the thing is is drifting is not a good thing because like if you're just a drifter in life and go with the flow of things and not really be genuine and find out who you are, um, truly, I mean, you're just kind of opening yourself up for heartache. And to be stuck. Like, I think of, like, the metaphor behind, like, a piece of driftwood flowing down a river. Mm-hmm. At some point, it gets snagged on the side and stays there. Forever. And goes nowhere. Or it gets stuck up on somebody else's crap, and that's where it lives. Right. Or a beaver comes along... And eats it. And eats it. And takes it and says, no, you're mine now. Whereas if you're just going to be that raging river, make your own paths and do greater things, like, there's no limits at that point. No. So. So, I mean, for me, how, I don't know what that, what that looks like is definitely not very unsure of things, really couldn't make decisions, if that makes any sense. Like, very indecisive. Um, Always would have to ask for my wife's thoughts instead of go off my own 
Is that because you didn't have your own or because you didn't have the confidence or because you didn't want to... I didn't have the confidence. ...step on her toes? No, I didn't have the confidence. I definitely didn't have the confidence to go with my, my gut. So how my do you change... How do you have confidence as a man and not come off as an asshole? Because a lot of... And my husband and I have had this conversation like, you want me to stand up and be a man, but as soon as I do, I'm a dick. So how do you find... And I feel like you and your wife have a good balance of like what you both bring to the table and not to say that like you can't be a dick sometimes, but how do you, how do you not be an asshole and still be confident? Cause I think that we finally figured out how to, we, you and your wife or yeah, yeah, me and my wife. I think we finally figured out how to not only communicate with each other, but to also realize that we have to like love ourselves in order for anything possibly happening, meaning not, not divorce, but like death or like, I know, like I personally know people and obviously I I would never say their names, but I know certain couples that one couple lives for, for the other person. And I'm not saying that's a horrible thing, but in the end it is. Then what do you do when you lose that other person? Well, what if the person does something stupid? What if, so what that tells me is that person's really insecure and let's say their spouse that they're confiding in or living through does something stupid, like cheats on them, they're going to take them back because they have no self-love for themselves. Right. So to me, really communicating and really respecting each other's opinions. What, I think you, what you both bring to the table. What we both bring to the table, like- even if they're different, there's always a way to find common ground, I believe. Like, it goes back to kind of, you know, you've got your black and white, I have my black and white, right? But th- what makes it gray is having those two different opinions and coming to a common ground. That's what makes it gray. So, just you, as you're talking about what you bring to the table and what your wife brings to the table, I'll get a little religious here and bring some church into it. But, like, God created man and woman in his image. Absolutely. And the way that I relate to it the best with, like, a couple being like joined in love, which to me is God, like the two of you together are the closest thing, that, but you have to have both of you because men were created in his image mm-hmm. and the strength and the confidence and the security and women, in my opinion, they're the heart and they're the tender and they're the compassion. And you have to have the two of those things work together to have unity in all things. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. So just a thought I had that I, yeah, whatever. No, but it's true though. I mean, because it without, without, and I'm not, and that could be any relationship, like not to get off topic, but that could be in any relationship, gay or lesbian, right? Doesn't matter. To me, there's always the alpha in the relationship. Does that make sense? Yeah, because I'm totally the alpha in my relationship, right. and I hate it sometimes. Right, and I think that there's sometimes that, but I also think that there's times I know in my relationship where I've had to be the alpha. And there's times in, in the there's times that my wife has actually had to be the alpha, or like I guess sort of speak like be there for me, to if, take charge and to yeah that makes sense. So that's you know for me, I think that's important to be able to like lean on, to lean on your spouse but not completely like 
get all your joy and happiness from your spouse because you have to be happy with yourself. And if you're like, if something, God forbid, if something happened to my wife tomorrow, I would be devastated. I would be in a funk for probably quite a long time. But I also know I have kids I have to take care of. And I also know that I love myself enough to make sure that I don't stay in that funk and just want to be like, well, I want to die too. You know what I mean? Because I think a lot of people, again, they live through their, their, you know, their spouse or that relationship. Um, so you just brought up your kids. What, before you've like started this journey and working on yourself and taking care of things, what was your relationship like with your children when you were drifting? Let's call say. Ooh, the, my, the, the relationship I've had with my kids has, has been honestly really good, but I've noticed when I was drifting, it wasn't as important or wasn't as close. It wasn't as genuine as it should be because by not letting my kids know who I really am or because I didn't know who I was, it really, I think... It's it's kind of unfair to them, right? Like you're fi- you're acting like you're something that you're not, and it's putting a facade out there, and so they grow up thinking, you know, a certain way that my dad's is this way, and then later in life finding out, oh, he really isn't that way, and I think that's so unfair to your children because you're not being honest not only with them but with yourself. Right, and not yeah, I agree. So. But I mean, what, so what does it look like for you though, as far as like, you know, losing yourself? It's sad. (laughs) There's definitely times when I don't even know what to do some days and it's getting better, but, and it's not like a depression thing. It's like you literally get up and it's like, you're, you see your kids happy and you see other people being happy and doing stuff and you're like, I don't even know what to do outside of like folding laundry. You know what I mean? Like my Monday night routine is to sit with a mountain of laundry and indulge in my Netflix because that's a five minute window that I can find to like bring the two together. Does that make sense? But my marriage was falling apart. I was trying really hard to do this the things that I thought would make him happy. I wasn't focused on what would make me happy. Um, I yelled all the time. And not like yelling because they didn't listen. Like, I screamed at my kids. Like, I'm lucky that someone hasn't called the cops on me. Because it was like losing my shit with my children over the smallest things. They'd be splashing in the bathtub and I'd come in... And just freak out. And lose your mind. And lose my mind because all I have to do and all I was was focused on my kids and my house and keeping things clean and keeping them organized. And I wasn't worried about like a positive environment because I didn't even know how to create that. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it so, totally makes sense. Um, I was talking to my daughter earlier today about... My entire life I've cared for people, whether it was my siblings or I was taking care of my drug-addicted ex-husband or I was a mom super young. I have never, ever in my life until two years ago 
not had to care for somebody every second of my day. And I think that was my turning, maybe it was three years now, that was the turning point for me to be like, whoa. Because I didn't know what to do. Like the first couple days on this trip I took, I sat there and was like watching these women laugh and interact with each other and going and doing things. And some of them were freaking out because they weren't in control. And it was the first time I didn't have to be. And so I really got to just kind of sit back and figure out what I wanted. So are you talking about your trip to Hawaii? Yeah. And it took me like four days. Four days in a crazy spiritual experience for me to be like, huh, just go like uh, for a long drive. And that's what I did. I ended up renting a car and drove around the island of Oahu with the freaking reggae music down and or playing and the windows down. And it like brought me back to, I don't know, something. It just felt. So did it bring you back to kind of let you understand a little bit of who you are? Yeah, that trip definitely gave me a chance. I didn't have to worry about anyone else. So I was able to be like, this is what I enjoy. This is what I want to do. And I would do it. I didn't have to ask anyone. I didn't have to worry about if someone else was going to get a bath or if they were going to get have clean clothes or if the bills were going to get paid or whatever. Like I just did it. I got up when I got up and I went and did what I wanted to do, which sometimes I'd like get to the car and I'd be like, huh, we're going to turn left. And I would drive left. And there was no, for me, it was the first time in my life there was no checklist or shoulds or have to live up tos or expectations. And I don't know, that's been my struggle is like that was the coolest experience for me. But now I'm back in real life. So how do you implement So that? how do I bring those two together? Like I've ran off to Hawaii four more times and yeah. I'm leaving Wednesday for another week and a half. I'm taking my kids this time, but... I mean, I, in the last, since October, this will be my fourth trip and it's March because I just don't know how to bring it home. Like I don't know how to do it here. And the money that should be going to retirement and home improvements is not. But every time I come back from Hawaii, I try, I bring something like home. Does that make sense? Like, like, I a, go there and I find, okay, this little piece of me or it chills me out a little bit so more. So you find, like, a, like so to speak, a little nugget that you bring back with you. Yeah, yeah. That you can, like... Explain the little nuggets to people. So, so we'll, again, so we went to Sean Whalen in Las Vegas, which was, for me, it was amazing. Um, but he talked about just getting little nuggets out of life and actually utilizing those little nuggets like everything has a a reasoning behind it like you can find something to help improve your life in basically no matter what situation it it is and I think that's why it's so important that people realize that like like I'm reading that book you are a badass right now right Mm -hmm. one thing that I really like that she said is it really takes a person with the thoughts of like changing your thought process like oh I got a flat tire and being pissed off about it into oh I got a flat tire with my kids and I called AAA and while waiting for AAA I found out that my son or my daughter was getting picked on at school. So instead of looking at it as just a total negative, 
you know, you turn that into a positive, which that's a little, to me, that's like a little nugget. And I think you can find that in everything, no matter how bad it is. You just have to be looking for it. You, you've got to be conscious of it, though. Yeah. Because if you're not conscious of it, like there's plenty of times in my life that shit has happened to me and I have been Mr. Negative. And it gets, it's gotten me literally nowhere in life. Right. Like literally nowhere. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> so how, but again, though, how, like, so with those little nuggets you bring back, you know, every time that you go, like, because, and this is something I was thinking, like, I've never have gone, besides when I used to work for another company and travel by myself, but I've never, but I had a purpose. I had to go see clients, right? So I've never gone on a trip to where I just, it was just me. Dude, right? it's crazy. Like, but I think it would be huge for me because I and, think it would let me find even more right. of who I am. And we kind of talked about that with like la- last time. Right. Is there a trip like a guy could go do that on where just a bunch of dudes can go and you just, you don't have to worry about anything. But yet at the same time you have a, there's an agenda that you don't have to create. Does that make sense? Because right. I think if you don't, if there's not some sort of agenda or some sort of plan or direction or someone in charge... That could be really bad. <laughs> Especially for me. For a lot of people, like, we had somebody, we had a director, her name's Angel, and she had planned this whole thing. She had gotten the rental cars, she had gotten speakers, she had gotten, she had arranged all the places for us to stay, all the activities, um, people ran a race while we were there, like... Dude. This lady's a badass. She really is. She is. And when you hear more of her story, like when we get to the point where we have guests, we will definitely have Angel on because she, it's remarkable what she did and facilitated for us. And it's changed not just like my life and the other women that went, but like our kids' lives. Like my 16 year old is so different because I went on that trip that she basically like drugged me on. So. Uh, it's hard though because I get home and even now I sit here and I'm like okay but I can't just run off to Hawaii I can't just run off and right. do a vacation and go by you myself have responsibilities. you have responsibilities and money and like that's not fair to just run I don't want to run away so what about like kind of Ed Milet's and even like uh, Sean Whalen's like like have you read Ed Milet's book not no so. I've got it but I haven't read it okay yet. so but like you've read Sean Whalen's book right yeah okay so but it kind of goes back to like core four, right? The reason why he has that is so that you actually make time for yourself. And I get it because your husband's gone, right? A lot. So it's really hard to find that time. Even like with, even with me like working and my still being able to go home at night, I still have the same struggle of really being able to complete your tasks, my tasks, my, the things that, 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 I need to get complete. Like there are times that I don't get to pray or meditate. There are times that I don't get to send my wife a text message because I'm so freaking busy. But then I look back and I'm like, okay, so am I just making excuses for myself or am I just being a puss or like, you know, what, like, what does it really come down to? Because I mean, like just reading a book, like that's one of my, my other things about core four, like just getting knowledge every day. Like, like I'm like I said, I'm reading, you know, you are a badass right now. And, you know, I'm almost done with the book because I read, I knocked out like three or four chapters the other day, just yesterday. But which is cool. Cause you, we were just talking about that book and you're like, I haven't even had a chance to read it this week. Right. So you, 
even though your week was crap, if you don't look at every day, over the week, you still achieved your core four. Well, like, it just so was, wasn't daily. Yeah, well, and I was, like, sitting there yesterday, and I could have, like, I was thinking, well, I could play, like, Xbox, but to me, that's such a waste of time now. Like, when I was younger, I would have been like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to play some Xbox. Or when the brother-in-laws are in town. Well, that, that <laughs> happens no matter what, but when they're in town. But, like, yesterday I was like, I can either play Xbox or I can read this book. I'm like, and the way, and the way I was feeling yesterday, like, kind of like, I don't know what's, what, what my purpose is, right? Kind of going along with what we're talking about today. I was like, well, I should read that book, right? And then it just... It turned my day from kind of like going non-intentional to intentional to intentional, but better, like having a better day. Cool. Because you were doing something that you had said you were going to do for myself, for yourself. Right. So I think that rolls right into like the next thing. Like, how do you get back once you've kind of lost yourself or lost your purpose or lost because some people know who they are. Like, I feel like I know who I am. I think, I, I've, and I agree. I just don't know how to take care of myself. That's a huge, I think that's, I'd say huger, but that's not a word, is it? That's a bigger part of it, is not, you can know who you are and still not know how to take care of yourself. Right. So, you do the core four. I try to, yeah. That you, we learned from Sean Whalen. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to explain that a little? Like, kind of what that is for people? Yeah, so... Core four is basically like it deals with like four different areas of your life. One being um, like take action, I think is one. I could actually look and see. So because I have it on my basically every day scheduled out. So basically what it is is, for example, like you have power, which is like doing something like physically active. Like, right. So for me, like I go running and I go lift weights Monday through Friday. Like, yeah, take something to take care of your body. Yep. So something to take care of my body. Then you have production. So I try to like plan out my day and how it's going to look and not only how it's going to look, but really just give me a better idea of trying to give myself a sense of purpose of what I want to accomplish that day. And, like, Sean gets up and he says that he does all of his first thing. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't wait. Because then, because his, so, when we went, he was just telling people, like, well, what do you want to do to be happy? What do you want to do to be happy? He's like, I want to play. I just want to play. And people were like, you can't play. Like, you've got kids, you've got a business, you've got responsibility. And he's like, watch me. So, he gets up in the morning and he takes care of his core four. And then he goes and plays and does whatever it is that he wants the rest of the day. But one thing I really admired what he said is like somebody asked him, well, what if you're having an off day? What do you do? You let yourself have the off day. Right. And he says, you let yourself have the off day. And I just, and you know, he, he doesn't go about the things that he's like that he had intended. Um, I was listening to a podcast earlier this week about that, having an off day. And he said in the podcast, he's like, don't let a weak moment become a weak mindset. And I think that's what so many people are like, because they don't want to get depressed. They don't want to get down. They don't want to get fat. And they don't whatever. Like, you want to spend a day and eat some freaking cheesecake? Do it. Eat some cheesecake. Now, if you spend an entire year eating some cheesecake, you're going to have some cholesterol issues. And your pants aren't going to fit. Or a heart attack. But like, 
let yourself, give yourself the moment to have that because it's there for a reason. So. So, again, though, how, so how do you get back? Um, how are you trying to get back? So I did the, I did Sean Wayland's core four and I still try and stick with like making sure I take care of those four things. But it was hard for me because like production to me is like work. Like I don't have a job. Right. So, um, I listened to another podcast where she calls it her high five and her high five are based on her values. Mm-hmm. So she sits down and she helps you. It's Natalie Norton. Um, it's called the let's show up podcast. She is freaking rock star. She's so cool, but she walks you through like how to find what your five values are that you should take care of every day. And then you make sure you do them. And like, so like for her is prayer meditation and like scripture reading is all one of them. And so she does her high five and she changes them every so often. I think that's what we need to do too is because it keeps us on our toes it keeps us from getting in to a routine to where we no longer feel like we're challenging ourselves right and growing and I think that's more of where I felt like I was lost is I was just getting up getting the kids off to school coming home doing laundry maybe I take the kids to the park but I really didn't want to because I was just fat and lazy and didn't want to be around people because I just didn't But now, if I try and look at my high five, like one of my high five with my kids is to play. Like I make sure I spend 20 minutes a day with each of my children doing whatever they want to do. Like my son could sit and wrestle for 20 minutes. My six-year-old, who knows, from day to day she might want me to play horses with her, which for me is weird because I never like did the childhood like play imagination thing. Mm -hmm. My 16-year-old, I just make sure I talk to her for 20 minutes about whatever it is she wants to talk about. Do I care about who's dating who at school? No. No. Do I care? You know what I mean? Like, I do because it's her life and I want to be invested in her life. But I try and make sure that's one of my high five. Is that going to be the same high five for my neighbor? No. No. And that's what I like about it is there. I don't. And then I make sure I have do one thing productive around my house. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And that changes day to day. So I think for me, growing up in the culture we did where you have to be perfect and everyone's supposed to be this and that and the other, um, I read another book called Hands Free by uh, Rachel Stafford. And she talks a lot about letting go of perfection and letting go of what perfection is. And that has been huge for me. She's... She basically, like, breaks it down that, like, you don't, like, it's okay if your kids get dirty. It's okay if your house is dirty. Like, because her values are more in line with what my values are. Whereas somebody else's values could be that they want to have a clean house. Mm-hmm. And, my, and I totally do. I, like, organization is something that brings me a sense of peace. Whereas other people, it doesn't. And so I think it's just finding those things that add value to your life. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I think that, that could be different for anybody. But going back to the culture thing about, you know, feeling you have to be perfect, it was kind of interesting today. So when I went to church today, this this lady got up and bore a testimony. And the thing is, is she reminded me totally of you, and it was crazy. It tripped me out. Did she swear at the pulpit? No. She, <laughs> but 
she she would totally admit that she swears, right? And she got up there and she basically said that she's been having a hard time with like church and feeling like she has to be perfect. And then the crazy part is, and it, I mean, it was beautiful because it really snowballed into our Sunday school lesson because her husband teaches the Sunday school lesson. And he said, it's okay to pursue to be perfect or to try to be like better each day. But truly, we're not going to get to be perfect until like God comes back to the earth. Like there's no other way. Like we can strive as much as we want, but too many people put too much pressure on themselves to be perfect. And I think that that's a, like a, that's a really negative thing is to... Striving for perfection is a negative thing? No, like... I know, I, I'm not questioning, I'm asking. No, what I mean by that is striving for perfection is okay, but the thing is, is nobody's ever going to be perfect. Does that make sense? So you're shooting for something that does not exist in, I believe, in this world, period. There's not one person I know that's perfect. And I have a completely different look on that now uh, because, and my daughter and I, we, we don't argue over this. She agrees that nobody's perfect and I agree that everyone is perfect. Because In you their own way. Yeah. You don't look at one flower and criticize it against the other. They're both perfect. Why are they both perfect? Because they were created by God. And they're doing their intention, they're doing their purpose, they're fulfilling it. I'm perfect. I'm a perfect version of Carrion of myself. You're a perfect version of Tyrell. It's in living in that essence and working to fully be what God has intended and created us to be. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's not that we're like striving for perfection because I think just knowing that you're perfect the way that you are takes that pressure off. But it also gives like this beautiful warmth to... Your flaws. Mm-hmm. Like a, a rose bush has thorns for a reason. Why? To keep the critters from living inside of it. I don't know why it has thorns. If anybody knows, I'm interested. But like everything has their flaws for a reason, whether it's to grow or whether it's to help move them or someone else in the right direction. Like my flaws are perfect for me, whereas for somebody else, it, they would be the biggest tragedy. If someone had a trucker's mouth like I did, they might think that they were... Worst person the worst in the person world. in the world. Whereas for me, it's just like my authentic authenticity is to say those things. I don't know. Maybe not. So Cameron and I kind of go back. My daughter and I kind of go back about the whole perfect thing. That yeah, whether or not, it, like, you know what I mean? No, and for and me, it makes, it, it, make, it, it makes sense, though, because this did get brought up, too, that it's like, well, what about people that don't know about, like, christianity or god or what if you know what if they were raised like you know with no belief right like no belief at all or whatever like like i get the the same lady that bore her testimony said you can't tell me that they're not gonna like if that god's gonna punish them for that and i totally agree with her and so did a lot of people and the way i just think there's this kind of this movement right now where people are realizing that everybody doesn't need to be the same, especially in the church. And I think it's a beautiful thing. And I think it's been a long time coming. And I think it's like one of the greatest things that's happening right now is people are realizing like, hey, this guy might say fuck, but he's a great guy. 
this guy might look at porn and that's his problem, right? Like everybody has their own flaws. But my point is, is as long as you're trying to overcome, like obviously flaws that are truly affecting your life. If you're trying to overcome those, I think that's the beauty of it. And I think people do get lost. I think a, a lot of people lose themselves because they do get a church calling that's really demanding and puts a lot of pressure on them. Um, she was a young women's president. Like, and I know you can relate to that. And it, it put tons of pressure on her to the point to where she questioned everything, literally everything. And I don't blame her because it's so much pressure. And I think that's where people end up losing themselves is because the pressure that they put on themselves or feel from others can really lead down to a really dark road. But I think it goes back to finding yourself. Once you find yourself, it doesn't matter what people think or it doesn't matter if you feel like you you know to say no if you don't want to do do a certain thing or you're not afraid to say no you're on you're more honest you're you're it goes and back it's to not the even truth like, i don't even feel like people sometimes say yes to it i feel like you hit the nail on the head with the outside pressure outside pressure from religion family society yep. culture whatever yep something's going to come along in both of our lives at some point again and we're going to be like all right let's try that that looks cool that might help us grow that looks fun and we get into it and we realize, yeah, this isn't really what I thought it was. Right. And that's when you have to, like, a tree is always growing. If it doesn't grow, it dies. Right. And I think that's the but thing. But you're, but, and, like, the tree thing, though, like, it's like when you plant a tree, right? Like, it grows and it's beautiful, but if it doesn't grow and it's not beautiful, you're not blaming the seeds, right? Like, you're blaming the tree. Does that make sense? Which you shouldn't blame the tree. You gotta right blame the environment. <laughs> I right, think. right. But that's my but that's right. my exact point. Yeah. Like you don't see people like stupid seed, like you know. No, it's all of a sudden it's the tree's fault. Well, no, that's really not how it is. It's the environment that tree's in, and the reason why it's not growing it has nothing to do with even the seeds or the tree itself. It has to do with the environment. So I think that by changing your environment, and what I mean by that. Is by finding out or trying to strive to find out who you are and finding that person again is absolutely like huge. Right. It's reconnecting with who you already know you are. There's another book. It's called The God Seed. Um, it's it's kind of deep. I actually didn't read all of it because I was like, well. But the one thing that it said in there that I really liked is that a seed that you plant for whatever, a tree knows it's going to grow into an apple tree. Mm-hmm. So when you were, you know what you're going to grow into and you know what your potential is, it's just the growth and the nourishing yourself to get there. It's the process. Yeah. And I think that that was so encouraging to realize like God made us the same way he made everything else is to grow and to learn and to be challenged, whether it's weather or an addiction. Like you're going to have your challenges and stuff, so... Yeah, finding yourself is rough. But. It's rough, but I think it's a fun journey. Yeah. And I think if you're willing to put in the work and effort, the more you find out who you are. And I've had people over the last few years go go way out of my life because they just weren't like down for what I was doing, so to speak. 
But I've had more people and bigger opportunities come into my life. And I've had a friend who I didn't see in years. We sat down and had a conversation the other day about this topic. And I don't know if I mentioned this before, but like no one calls me on my shit. Mm -hmm. Like no one does. And she's like, I'm going to call you to the carpet here. Like, and she stuck it in my face. But two years ago, that would have ruined our friendship. Right, to where now you can actually... To where now, but it wasn't even that because I was in a space for it, but, like, she was too. And we didn't grow on this journey together. Like, we've hardly seen each other over the last 18 months or whatever, but, like, we've come back to... We were in our in our in each other's lives, and then we grew and did different things and both picked up different stuff, not different nuggets, that now we're able to, like, come back around and share those things without it messing up causing conflict and yeah. ruining a, yeah. a friendship right so uh, yeah find your values find your values find your values no i think it's important i think that's once and for me that's what i'm trying to focus on right now is when i find what my values are that's how i can build um natalie also said another thing like with when you set your goals like you want to lose 15 pounds well why because I want to be healthier. Well, why? Ask yourself why until you get to the value. Because until you add value to your goals or to your life or to your core four or to your day, you are just going to get lost. Yeah, and it's going to be pointless. Right? You got to have purpose. And that's what, that's what it really comes down to is having, like knowing what deep down what that purpose is. Because if you don't know what that purpose is, like you said, the core four, if you could just do it, yeah, like you know, like clockwork, but if it doesn't mean shit and it has no importance, then the problem is, is it's real. you're, you're wasting your time. Like you're not growing and you're just really just spinning your wheels. You're just like walking in place. Right. So I think it's really important for people to understand what their purpose is, is the one way they can find, you know, finding what their morals are, finding what their values are, however you want to put it. And I think that'll help people get back to finding who they actually are. And I don't think it's selfish. And people that think it's selfish, well, then you're probably living for, you no, know. No, you have no values. Well, and you're, or the value, you're but the you're only that, living for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, or you're not, sorry, no. I, I didn't mean you're only living for yourself. You're only living for other people. And I think it's important to not only live for, like, your children and your spouse, but to live for yourself is what my point is. That makes sense. Agreed. I had another thought and I lost it. Oh yeah, we should just close with an Eminem song. You better lose yourself in the moment you... No? I can't. You can't? You can't wrap it. You gotta... You can't? No, I can't do it. But it's true. Like, that's... Somebody else I was listening... Lose yourself. Yeah. I but... Dude, that same lady today? That's funny. That That same lady that was telling you that bore testimony to remind me of Eminem? She No, she did. About... On the pulpit about Jesus. What Jesus would be like if he was on stage with Eminem. And he'd be like... He'd say a swear word and he'd be like, whoa. And he... But then he'd be like, just let it out, Eminem. Just let it out. I need to meet this lady. No, like, seriously? Like, she... She's amazing. And she brought up a good... Good point. Like, you know, everybody's different. And I hope that people can start respecting people for their differences. Whether, what whatever those differences are, doesn't matter. 
And, and it self, shouldn't matter. Except yourself. But that's why our society right now is such a shit show is because you got people that like the president or don't like the president. And you got Republicans and Democrats. Instead of just accepting other people's opinions and beliefs, or maybe not even accepting them, but just trying to understand where they're coming you from. You can hear them, but you don't have to accept them. No, you don't have to accept them, but you should at least yeah. hear them out. Because it's their story. Yeah. Or their truth. Is that the right word? Yeah. No, that is their truth. No. Or what they believe is their truth. Um, so, I'm going to go back to that whole Eminem thing. I heard a lady talking about it. And what? she, the way that she just, she didn't sing the lyrics. She just said them. And the way that she said them was just, it was, it took it out of the rap song. It took the beat away. But it's like, she was like, lose yourself in the moment. Like, it's your moment. Own it. You've only got one shot in this moment right now. What are you going to do with it? Are you, are you going to squander it? Or are you going to nourish it? Are you going to capture it? Yeah. Are you going to let it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but really, like, and that's one of the things that I found that I have missed about myself is, like, rap music. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, so, the, the, again, you, the, again the, 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 your twin today got up there and said, a lot of you that know me know I love punk and rap music, and I thought, she's my twin. where she's my where, spirit I'm like, animal. I should record this right now. You should. But then they'd be like, "What is the guy doing with the camera?" <laughs> <laughs> the church was filming the lady on the pulpit. That's so funny. But she really said that, and it's like, I think that's important. Like finding yourself, finding that those things that you like again, finding the music that you used to like, finding like the hobby, like softball, like you used to play, like eventually getting involved in stuff like that like for me like basketball like i haven't played it in years and like like lately i've been like jonesing to like okay i need to find a place remember to when play. you guys used to play basketball in my house yes when my husband and i first got married i would come home and they'd be watching a jazz game and we had a little basketball hoop in our house and they would play what pig yeah. in the house and i was so uptight oh my gosh they broke She'd a be... picture one time and they were like we're going to die. <laughs> yeah. But those were like, but if you go back and you look at those times, like, I mean, oh, compared to where, like how you were then compared to what you are, like how you are now, I mean, huge difference. Don't you, don't you think, or do you, or do you disagree? No, I agree. There's things that are, have, I'd still like to get rid of that I carried back then. Like. Then why it was, then what's, then what's holding you back? Habit. It's very hard when something's a habit or a compulsive or let's get real therapeutic here. It's a guard. I have things in my life that I've used my entire life to protect you, myself. But do you think that's like, do you think that's fair though to like your spouse and to your like kids? Well, no, but I'm working on it. Well, no, I'm not saying you're not working on <laughs> you it. You know what I, I mean? But like, no, it's that. not like, it's not fair, but like some of that stuff, you guys, like, it's not just going to like, oh, I don't like that I'm compulsive. No, I get it. Snap your fingers. No, I get it. Like, you've got to acknowledge but you said it. it. But you said it's stuff you're working on, right? Yeah. So eventually, what so what nothing. is it going to be? I don't know. Nothing. It's going to be nothing. Or it'll grow into something worse. <laughs> Depends how you, how you look at yeah, it, right? For sure. So, anyways, if you're losing yourself, keep trying to find out who you are. Don't think it's selfish. Obviously, still make time for the ones you love. But uh, 
Anything else you want to say, Kara? Nope. Eminem for life. Eminem for life. Lose yourself. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs>